back to Lexical Tones. This is Jamie Lee Sampson speaking, your host for our Friday Dangling Modifiers series, which zooms in on the entrepreneurial side of being a composer. Today, we're going to talk about taxes. Sorry. I was not lying last week when I said I cried about taxes almost every year. Although, admittedly, that hasn't happened in a few years. I'm not the one doing them in this household. That's why. Um, But they are frustrating. As musicians, we often have complicated tax filings and minimal returns. Why? The 1099 miscellaneous form. If you know, you know. And you probably just rolled your eyes a little bit because we all have to deal with them all the time. This is the type of form you receive in January to report income from an organization that has paid you $600 or more over the course of a calendar year, but considers you an independent contractor. Technically, an organization can send you a form if you make less than $600 a year, but they're only required to do so if you make more than $600. As a little side note, there's uh, a new type of 1099 form called the NEC, the Non-Employee Compensation 1099, and musicians are starting to see more and more of these, so we're not always going to be getting the 1099 miscellaneous, but I'm going to use them sort of interchangeably for the rest of this episode. When I was performing as a bassoonist in the Toledo, Detroit, Ann Arbor region, I used to receive a stack of 1099s at a time. There was a year where I performed Easter services, new music, chamber concert series. I played in the pit for Pirates of Penzance, the Nutcracker, and a Boar's Head Festival, which might be a hilarious episode unto itself sometime down the road. But anyways, I got a 1099 for each different organization. I was talking to Rob McClure the other night about 1099 miscellaneous forums, uh, and specifically the ones that he receives for his published works. That's right. We know the model. Pennies in income a year, but you have to upgrade TurboTax because you have so many 1099s that you have to report. It's a nightmare, especially for his wife, Kate. Sorry, Kate. As for me, if we fast forward to present day, I have that same size stack of 1099s every January, but it's from a uh, combination of commissions, guest lectures, and a few bassoon performances. The type of income changes, but the 1099s remain. So what's the problem with the 1099? Well, nothing. But it's reporting your pre-tax income. Income that you are paid without any taxes withheld, in other words. Let me give you a very real scenario. That year I mentioned before, where I played a number of gigs from pit orchestras to church chamber series, performing was not my only income. In a mid-sized city, on bassoon, it's not really feasible to earn what I call an adult income on gigs alone. So I had other jobs as well. And let's not forget that it was around 2010, I graduated into the height of the recession. There were not a lot of full-time jobs. In fact, there were almost no full-time jobs. They were pretty much all underpaid if and when you could find one. So I worked as an admin assistant for a wedding DJ, three shifts at a coffee shop at a big box office supply store, and with a local youth orchestra. Those salary jobs took taxes from my paycheck each week and sent me a W-2 at the end of the year. That W-2 shows not only how much I've earned, but also how much has already been paid to the government. When you're bouncing around from one 1099 gig to another, the organizations are not removing taxes for you like they are when you're receiving a W-2 at the end of the year. Which means that if you're not careful, setting money aside from each of those paychecks, you'll have a hefty tax bill the following year. You will definitely not get a return. 
So here's your action step this week that will make your whole paying taxes thing easier in the long run. Start a new checking account and put your taxes from your untaxed gigs in it all year long. Every time you get paid pre-tax paychecks. The amount will vary based on where you live. Look up what percentage you need and make your tax account the first recipient of that income. It's difficult to do, especially when income and expense margins are super close. But the last thing you want is a large tax bill in April that you suddenly need to procure. Side note, for those of you who stray towards emotional spending when you're having a bad day, and zero judgment because I'm talking about me here, I'm just passing this along to all my friends. Budget some happiness into every month, but also find a way to limit your access to this account because that money is already spent. I firmly believe that every person in any relationship should have access to money and the agency to do what's best for them. But the tax account for my household, meaning between my husband and I, is only in my husband's name. It's mostly, I mean, it's entirely because we started this account in the middle of the pandemic and we didn't want to go to the bank to open another joint account. So he just started it from his phone. But I have to say, I think we're going to keep it this way because out of sight, out of mind works so much better for me than having access to the funds, being able to see them and uh, using them to superficially pull me out of an emotional rut. I really don't want to change it over to a joint account. Um, I have plenty of independence and access uh, when I need it. But I know the money is there and it's ready for tax season and it's safe from me and my bad day. So that's it. One simple step to make your life as a gigging musician and composer a little easier. It doesn't take long, but it will save you some headaches. In future episodes, I would love to chat a little bit about how this type of income portfolio needs to be managed. There are so many amazing financial advisors out there, but so few who are familiar with the types of income patterns we experience in the arts. Everybody advocates for additional portfolio income to come from that passive side, but very few live with such wildly variable income streams. So while they're talking about automation, make sure that each paycheck you're automating 10% to savings, 10% to retirement, 10% to vacation fund. Wouldn't that be ideal? We just don't have the type of stable income sometimes to make that a possibility. So as always, Adjective New Music is on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can find me there as well if you search for Jamie Lee Sampson. That's J-A-M-I-E-L-E-I-G-H-S-A-M-P-S-O-N. Next week on Lexical Tones Dangling Modifiers, what is the difference between getting published and being self-published? We'll find out Friday. See you then, friends. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about Adjective New Music or Lexical Tones, please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com.